Welcome to Behind the Mask with Marco, where we will open up about an array of topics such as mental health, social issues, acting, and the list goes on and on and on. Let's go Behind the Mask with Marco and see what we can reveal today. Well, I guess the first thing I have to reveal is an explanation, right? Where the hell have you been <laughs> in regards to the podcast? And we can talk about that. I'll open up with where I've been and what I've been doing. And first things first, I'm riding solo on this episode. I don't have any guests. And I planned it that way for a specific reason. Because it's just me. It's Behind the Mask with Marco. I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate your feedback. And I'm just going to give you this particular topic today is about rejection. We're going to discuss Rejection, the feeling of rejection, what it all means, why does it happen to us, and how do we overcome it? How do we get through it? And again, I was dealing with my own rejection in regards to the podcast and what it is I wanted to really put out there. Uh, I feel that I had a few guests on here, and it wasn't that I wasn't happy with the way the episodes went, but it was more or less some minor feedback that I got from people saying that maybe this isn't the direction you want to go in. Maybe this isn't what you quote unquote should be doing. And I'll be honest with you, it came from the the acting world, people I've talked to in that field, some higher ups, put it that way. And it sat with me for a while because I had to say, well, the podcast for me is therapeutic, number one. I get to be authentic. I get to be genuine. I get to be honest. And I get to present a platform to where it allows me not only to open up, but also can hopefully help someone out there that's listening to it, either for the first time or, you know, sticking with, staying in the course and, and listening to all the episodes as we, as we go along. But the question of, is this what I should be doing? Like, is this going to portray me in a specific way or um, could it hurt future opportunities with potential clients, whether it's with acting or whatever the case may be out there? And I had to step back because I'm like, that's not my intention at all. I'm not going to come off fake or uh, provide any fluff that's going to present me as something I'm not. And that's just not me. And that, to me, was my first feeling of rejection when it comes to this podcast because normally I'm open to everything, criticism, uh, feedback, uh, positive feedback at that. And I had to say, well, wait a minute. Am I taking on too much here? Is, is this really that much of a conflict that I've had topics that uh, talk about compromising your creativity uh, to – talking to people who were in the police force and looking to you know, transfer out of that into following their passion and pursuing their passion and the topic of incarceration that I had with two of my buddies and knowing that that really can affect a lot of people out there. We all know someone or people that are in the system or have been in the system and I felt like that was identifying with a lot of people but I guess like I said some people say is that really what you quote-unquote should be doing so I stepped back and I also stepped back for other reasons as well uh, for those of you 
who need to know or are curious to know, I'm working on some things. Uh, I'm taking classes. I'm taking improv classes. I'll be taking some sketch classes. And I'm really working on my production for myself, script writing. And I'm just, I'm just capsizing it because I'm not really going to go into detail with that. But that's also what I'm doing. So a lot of my attention has been focused on that when I do have free time. Other than that, the topic at hand, let's get back to it, is rejection. And like, what is rejection? What is that? And I'll tell you up front, in the acting world, it's constant. It's every day. I mean, I've woke up to emails saying, sorry, uh, you're not what we're looking for, or we've gone in another direction. Or there's been times where I've heard nothing, no news, and that no, <laughs> that nothing is rejection. You know, and, and it's out of my hands. It's really out of my hands. And it sucks. Or, as I've trained myself, it's short-term memory, and it's on to the next one. But the feeling itself of rejection, it, it, we've all been rejected. You know, as children, as teenagers, adults, we've all faced rejection. We've all faced that feeling of defeat. Ugh. Really? That had to happen? And ask yourself, whether it was a job or pursuing a loved one even. Um, well, I don't say loved one. Pursuing a relationship or someone that you're interested in. And we we feel that we've done everything right. We did everything within our power. We said the right thing or we presented ourselves in the right way and it just didn't work out. And we've been rejected. And how, how do you handle that? Is it something that derails your passion? Is it something that derails any activity going forward? Well, I guess that isn't for me. I was rejected one time, so I'm not going to pursue it anymore. I'm not going to go that route. And is that healthy? Does that work for you? Is that, is that something that, that you can live with? Because then rejection turns into regret in a lot of ways and days turn into months turn into years and it's like wow i mean that happened one time did i learn from being rejected can i pick that back up again or it, my favorite is it too late to try that again and whether you're a glass half full or glass half glass half empty type of person you know you're optimistic or pessimistic rejection rejection hits us all in different ways and what i want to say to you up front is when it comes to rejection do this. Allow yourself to feel every single emotion that comes with that rejection, that specific interaction or that specific rejection. Allow yourself to feel the hurt, feel the sadness, the sorrow, the anger even. Or even if, it's a, if the rejection is a sigh of relief, feel it. Take all of those emotions in. And then let it go. Let it go. Don't dwell. Don't stay on any particular emotion longer than you, than you need to. Some will last longer than others, don't get me wrong. But don't dwell because that feeling will stay over and over and over. And that's a cycle. That's a cycle because that one particular emotion that you dwell on will go into your actions every time again. It's like putting your hand on a hot stove. It's hot. You touch it. You're not going to do that again, right? 
But if I put my hand around the burner, if I, if I adjust something, if I turn the burner off before I stick my hand there, maybe I'll get a different result. Things can be different. Adjust, modify. I'll give you an example for myself. I wanted to pursue radio back, you know, out of high school. And I think I talked about this a while back, if any of you remember. I wanted to pursue radio, a field, a career in radio, as far as a, you know, a DJ that speaks on the air and, you know, hey, this record is coming to you, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and we'll be back in two minutes with the commercials and whatever. It's, you know, you can tell my radio voice needs work. <laughs> but I wanted to pursue a career in radio. And I took classes. I, you know, I, I had had internships, and I've worked in the city for different radio stations briefly. But I also realized the dynamic of radio was changing. The landscape around me was changing. In that, in my eyes, the DJ, the disc jockey, was insightful. He was knowledgeable, and he was he would give you some education or some background on the music that you were hearing. He would offer new music that you may have never heard before and, and giving you that wow factor of, you know, wow, this, this is taking me somewhere. And more it turned, what I want to say is corporate. You, some of you were handed a script even or presented with just, we just want to hear what the name of the song is, the time, the day, maybe a topic of discussion that's in the news and get out of there. That's it. And you had to go to like different markets if you wanted to be more unique or, or anything like that. But it was few and far between. It was just becoming corporate. Everybody was not so much a personality, but just an identity within the station that you were representing. And the knowledge aspect was gone. The feeling of spontaneity was gone. Um... Spontaneity or spontaneity, whatever. It's not a grammar <laughs> lesson here, but anyway, it was that feeling was gone, and I had to adjust because I was either going to be rejected on what it is I wanted to do, or I was going to reject this path, and I ended up rejecting that path. I ended up realizing that I would have burned out quicker than I, you know, wanted to. And I would have been frustrated and lost because after that, I didn't have a backup plan. I didn't know what else I wanted to do. So I stepped away from being a disc jockey. I was rejected. And I wasn't rejected by one particular person. I was rejected by something that you know, was changing in front of me. And I wasn't willing to accept that change. And it wasn't, not that it wasn't for me, but... Just chalk it up to bad timing, I guess. Maybe I should have been <laughs> born in the 60s <laughs> or the 70s when, you know, that, that, uh, that time allowed that. And now we have, you know, there, there's outlets for that, podcasts. There's, you know, other online radio stations that do present that. But I'm in a different mindset now. I'm in a different place. But that feeling of rejection was tough because that's all I had ever wanted was to be on the radio and to present knowledge and music insightfully. So time went on and it wasn't radio and it wasn't, I mean, it was music because I became a DJ and I've been doing, a, you know, my career as a DJ for over 20 years now. 
But then I had to find other avenues, going back to school to become a therapist. And then finally, this pursuing, finally pursuing this field of acting, which I should have done from the start, but hey, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But again, coming back to the rejection aspect of it, I rejected it before it could reject me. I didn't want someone to tell me, no, you can't be that kind of DJ. I said to myself, I'm not going to become that kind of DJ. And I had to adjust. And I was angry. I was sad because of the, you know, things were changing. But I was more angry and upset that it frustrated in that what was I going to become? What now? What next? And I think one of the most important things with rejection is being able to acknowledge and accept everything that is happening. And I think we do that best when we're alone. Because when you're rejected, think of when you're rejected. Take a specific moment of rejection and think about the person you're about to tell. Or they, they inquire, hey, how did that job interview go? Or you know, what, what was the feedback? And they're going to give you, oh, man, that sucks. Or, oh, man, they're going to give you their opinion or their perspective on it. And a lot of times that sticks with us as much as the rejection. It's, hey, I had to take this blow to the stomach in terms of the gut punch of the rejection. But now your opinion or your perspective is also going to sit with me. And a lot of times we value people's opinions too much in that that's the driving force in whether or not we pursue anything else again in that field. Hey, man, the radio station didn't think you were the one. Well, yeah, maybe maybe you shouldn't travel that far. Maybe you should try this or maybe that. And, you know, that that part, that says a lot. Because sometimes when we are rejected, it's not the act of being rejected. It's the, the follow-up. You know, the, the audience that comes with it. So after allowing yourself to feel all of the emotions that come with that rejection, take time to be alone. Sit with it. You know, you've got all the feelings out and you've got all the emotions running through your body. Allow, embrace, accept that. But take time to be alone. And ask yourself, what now? What next? Did I learn a lesson from this particular situation? Did I learn how to adjust? What to do differently if the opportunity presents itself again? You know, what can I do with that? And if you're not good with those answers, you know, the questions you may have for yourself, if you're, if you're not really finding any answers or any insight from yourself, talk to someone. Seek a therapist. Seek someone who is even in that field that you're looking to pursue or, or, or has experience with, with what it is you're looking to do. And really embrace the positivity that comes from that conversation. Take the feedback. Take the constructive criticism, both good and bad, because that's where the lesson lies. That's where the opportunity to grow really is. You know, be open, be accepting, you know, be ready to embrace anything that comes with that. And again, I'm not saying go talk to your buddy or you know someone who doesn't have the experience or you know um, you know you may value their opinion. But what you're looking for is the experience and the opportunity to grow. And that's important. That's very important because we don't always have the answers. I, I know for myself, I didn't have the answer. And even when it comes to DJing, 
you know, there's another experience I had with being rejected in terms of DJing. I was doing a lot of weddings and a lot of corporate events and a lot of things where I was staying in my comfort zone, but I didn't feel like I was growing as a DJ. Now, keep in mind, I was putting years in and I had the experience, but was I able to take the next step? Am I able to do more? So I had to humble myself and speak to people that, hey, man, how can I reinvent myself? How can I embrace this next step? Am I ready to get more equipment? Am I ready to expand, offer things that I didn't do before? Um, And by that, I mean like photo booths and um, different types of services, lighting and stuff. So I had to be really open to that. And that's what I mean by seeking someone's perspective, knowledge, wisdom that can, you know, that, that can really provide that for you. Humble yourself. You know who those people are, whatever it is you're looking to pursue. Take the time to, hey man, help me out here. What do you suggest? I'm telling you, you it'll change your perspective and change your cycle on, on the way you're doing things. So in regards to rejection, especially in the acting world, I want to give you a little story here. Okay, story time. And I'm probably revealing more than I should be, but this is already in the past, so I guess no harm, no foul, and I really want to grow from it. And I think by sharing it, that's the best way to do this, okay? So stick with me here, okay? I went on an audition a little ways, little ways back. I went on an audition up in New York City. Now, this audition, what was presented was an opportunity to do a commercial, And this would have afforded me the opportunity to have global, worldwide exposure. I was going to fly overseas and do a commercial over there that would have given me television exposure, uh, commercial exposure, in that it was a commercial product that you would see if you were going through an airport or anything like that. Now, I'm not going to get specific. I'm not going to give you the names or anything like that. We'll just keep it there. But the opportunity, again, was global, worldwide exposure. Now... Going to this audition, there's an audition, an initial audition with, you know, they look for uh, a certain look or a certain demographic, and I, I, I got that. The agent said, okay, you have an audition on this day. Let's fast forward past that part. Keep in mind, the audition consists of maybe 50 to 100 people that look exactly like you, and you have to put your best foot forward and be you. So I don't put much stock into the initial audition. I just go up, prepare as far as if there's lines or anything I have to do and what they're asking me to do, prepare for that and hope for the best. Now with this audition, there was also what's called a callback. So the auditions on one day, the callbacks for how they narrow down the field or select the the, the choices that they're, they're really owning, honing in on, the callbacks would be on a, you know, another day, maybe a few days later. And I went up and did the audition, no problem, did my thing. My mindset is, again, short-term memory. I did everything I was asked to do for the audition. Once the audition ends, poof, boom, gone. It's out of my mind. That, that, that's done with. Until I hear back from my agent or whatever, and you know, if we're going any further. That's the way I've conditioned my mind in that I'm able to handle rejection that way on to the next one. To me, and I think to many actors or people who deal with rejection 
on a daily basis. No means next opportunity. It's literally the acronym, no, N-O, next opportunity. Kind of clever. Pick it up, use it if you'd like. It's helpful. It really is. But again, back on the story where I did the audition, a day or two goes by and my agent contacts me and says, hey, congratulations, you have a callback. They want to see you on Monday. I believe it was a Monday. And you know, you're, you're, you're scheduled for the callback and you know, congrats, go get it. Okay. Not five minutes after I get this call about the callback, I broke my big toe. And for those of you who know me personally, yeah, I've, I've shared the story of how I broke my big toe. I was trying to be a great father, husband, and I was going to put lawn furniture together. I opened up the box to start assembling the pieces and the parts and the biggest, heaviest piece in the box just happened to slide down and bang, I almost guillotined my toe off, <laughs> the doctor said. So my big toe is broken. And I'm not going to let that derail the callback. I took care of the toe. I you know, got myself in a boot and I had a couple days to prepare for going back for this callback. And I thought about going to the callback with a regular shoe on and just toughing it out, getting through it. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go up with my boot on and show that this is who I am. This is what's going on presently. This is what's going on at the moment. You either accept me with my broken toe or you don't. So I went up to the audition, the callback. And again, keep in mind, the audition consisted of 50, 100 people, however many people they saw. The callback consisted of five guys. Not the burger joint. Five guys. Five guys who looked exactly like me. Now... What they asked for was business casual, go in, you have to present yourself, and they want to see facial expressions, they want to see uh, how you interact in certain scenarios. So while five guys all look alike, all maybe have the same features and qualities, I have to be me with the boot on. (laughs) Nobody else had a boot. So I get into the callback and I... I'm in there with the client and the casting director and not once did they mention the boot on my foot or ask about the noticeable limp. I just went through the actions and went through everything they asked and provided everything they asked. I did everything within my power and walked out. Felt good about it. Said, hey, let's see what happens. Now, here's where the plot thickens. In order to get this global, worldwide exposure and get this commercial opportunity, I would have had to have traveled for nine days. I would have been gone overseas for nine days. And within those nine days, I had two weddings, a gig in Detroit, and a gig in Minneapolis. And in between Detroit and Minneapolis, my wife and I were going away to Michigan to visit family. That's usually our time to unwind and get out in nature and just get away from things for a little bit. So my worlds were colliding, or they would have been colliding, with a global worldwide opportunity that consisted of nine days of travel and shoot and all all that comes with that. On the other side, there was two weddings and two 
to I should say club events where I'm you know traveling to different cities to do events, but that's the DJ realm. And now, keep in mind, my foot's still in a boot. Now I have a decision to make because I did everything in my power at the callback, at the audition, and that's in their hands. What's now in my hands is what if? What if I'm chosen for this role? What do I do? Now, to those of you listening, some of you may have popcorn in hand saying, boy, tell me more. Let's go. Some of you are probably saying, well, why didn't you say no about the one job because it's scheduling conflicts? Like, what, what are you doing? Why would you do this? And for those of you, let me just fill you in on something. When you go into an audition, you don't say no. You say yes to everything if it's something you really, truly want. You say yes to everything. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. Keep in mind, the initial audition, I did not know what the shoot dates would be. I went into the audition, just said, okay, I'm here for the audition. Let's go. It's when I got the callback that they had more of a schedule lined up and what the itinerary, not the itinerary, but as far as the dates would be. So the audition was the audition. When I got the callback, that's when things started to get more serious. And then I saw the dates for the shoot dates and it was like, oh, wow. So it's kind of across that bridge when you come to it type of position. So here we are. You're on the edge of your seat. You're wondering what happened, right? I get a call from my agent and she says, you're on first hold. And in this world, when you're on first hold, that basically means pack your bags, um, stop everything. You are pretty much their choice. You're the chosen one. You're, you're their first priority. And now things got real for me because, again, I have to find replacements for these two weddings. I have to find replacements for this gig in Detroit and in Minneapolis. Well, I mean, the Minneapolis one, it was a two-man job, so my buddy would have taken care of that one for sure, but just putting him in that position, it, it's just not good. It's just not a good look. And again, this reality that was now kicking in was my worlds are colliding. The beauty of acting, or the way I've had it right now, the beauty of acting is that's something I can do during the week. It doesn't interfere with DJing. It doesn't interfere with that life but this was going to. So where am I going in terms of rejection? How does this come back to rejection? And when my agent said, you're on first hold, I said to her, they didn't say anything about the boot, about me be, you know, my, my toe being broken? And she said, wait, what? Your toe's broken? I said, yeah. When you told me about the callback, not even five minutes later, I broke my toe. And I went up to the callback with a broken toe. I had my, my foot in a boot. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> and to her credit, she's right. But like I said, I went to the callback with the boot on to show them this is me. Any questions, we could you know, iron that all out there. And it would have taken care of itself during the callback while the client could see it. They never questioned it, never asked. So I said to her, yeah, my foot is in a boot. Um, you know, for my broken toe, if they need to have any like full body shots or me walking through an airport or whatever the case, or, you know, um, I just want to be upfront with it. She's like, well, let me contact them and see, you know, what they say and you see if we can work around it and I'll let you know, I'll get back to you. 
Okay, no problem. While she's getting back to me, I'm going on the side of uh, contacting other DJs to see about doing these weddings. Because in my mind, I think the global worldwide opportunity was going to lead to bigger things and, again, more opportunities, whereas the DJing was already solidified. If I can find suitable subs and suitable uh, people to put in those positions, uh, I felt comfortable knowing that the client was going to be taken care of, the bride and grooms were going to be taken care of, and the jobs would be done appropriately. So I felt like I was dotting my I's, crossing my T's, and covering all bases, and whatever other analogy you want to throw in there to make us say things were covered. But one day goes by, and I don't hear from my agent. Another half day goes by, and I'm wondering and waiting and waiting and waiting. And in my mind, I'm thinking I'm scheduled to leave on this flight to go overseas in a day. I have to pack. I have to get everything ready, uh, work permits because I'm being, I'll be working overseas. All these things I'm thinking about, are they going to have time to do all this stuff? So in my mind, I'm thinking the longer that she waits to get back to me, I'm probably not going to get this job. And sigh of relief, kind of, because I have my DJing jobs. I'm able to fulfill my obligations and take care of that aspect of it. So my agent finally does reach out to me and says they decided to go in another direction. They didn't give any reason. (sighs) Rejection. But was it? I added the pause there for the dramatic effect because I want you to really think about that. Was I rejected? And I mean, yeah, I was rejected. I didn't get the job. They refused what I had offered. And well, you know, I don't know if it was on the uh, acting aspect, but maybe just because of my physical in terms of the, the foot, but I was rejected. And I didn't get that opportunity that global worldwide exposure that could advance my career, advance me to many more opportunities, probably, possibly, I was rejected. And I looked at this rejection as, wow, this could be something that could really hinder me. This could be something that could affect me going forward because, again, this made my worlds collide. I really had to make a decision that was going to affect a lot of people. Keep in mind, like, Finding suitable DJs, finding people to cover, making sure the bride and grooms were okay with this decision, making sure that the, the, the jobs in the other cities, it didn't leave a foul taste in their mouths or anything. Missing my trip with my wife to go to Michigan with my family, which would have hurt because the points used for the flights and you know the money put into that is one thing. I mean, we could always reschedule, but it's just letting people down, knowing that hey, we had these plans in order and now they're moving. And everything just felt rejected. I felt rejected. I felt like, I felt anger. I felt, the anger was more of, should I have told them about my foot? If they never asked in person, should I have really mentioned it again? Should I have just gone with what was presented and said, all right, great, let's go. Let's just deal with it. Like bring my shoe with me on the flight. And you know, if they need to, to get those shots of me, I'll just put a shoe on and not my boot. So I was angry in hindsight. Wow. Being honest. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't have done that, but maybe I also feel that I rejected all of this from the universe. I rejected all of this opportunity. 
I did this. Or maybe my toe being broken was more of a sign. (laughs) And if you're looking for symbolism, maybe my toe being broken was someone telling me to stay grounded. Keep your feet on the ground. Literally, like you can't fly right now. You can't walk. (laughs) You know, I mean, I could, but it hurts. It hurt at the time. So I looked at that sign. I looked at someone telling me to stay grounded. So one thing with rejection, the most important aspect for myself was stay grounded. Cool off. Allow yourself to take the time to cool off and just step back. Step back and look at the whole picture. Look at really what happened here. On one hand, I missed out on a global, worldwide opportunity. On the other hand, I got to do what I do best in terms of DJing and present my services and fulfill those obligations to the bride and groom and be there for their wedding. Also do the jobs in Detroit and in Minneapolis. Visit my family in Michigan. But it kept coming back to, will this opportunity present itself again? Will I ever get this chance again to do something? Or will this lead to something else? Who knows? That anxiety kicked in. That feeling of frustration. And again, step back. I stepped back and I allowed myself to feel all of those emotions. Because this to me was the first time that... I mean, I've been rejected from acting opportunities and things that I felt like, oh, I really would have been great for that. Or, oh, I really, really wanted that. But this one was really the first time that I went, hmm, maybe maybe there's something else out there and I don't know what it is. But something else is telling me that now is not the time. Now is not the time. And it sucks because you kind of feel like you, 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 you're in control, right? But I wasn't. My toe was broken. I had to stay grounded. And that opportunity wasn't for me. And I DJed two weddings with a broken toe. You know, that was regardless. It didn't impede my job or, you know, keep me from doing what I had to do. It didn't keep me from flying to Detroit and doing the job there. Uh, it didn't keep me from flying to Michigan and having fun with, you know, my, my family. It didn't keep me from the job in Minneapolis, and I kept on chugging along. But I stepped back from acting, obviously, for those two, two and a half weeks because, well, you know, travel won, but I also looked at it like, what is it that I really want to do? What is that, you know, that feeling of rejection, like, man, dude, it was just one audition. You know, you've gone on plenty of auditions. Why this one? Why does this one sit with you so much? And... You know, I looked at a lot of it. I spent some time alone, really, really diving into this feeling of rejection and why it's affecting me so much. And here's what I came up with. I realized that with the acting aspect, not that it was selfish, but it was something that I wanted. I wanted this opportunity to be something great that could lead to something greater. And with the DJing part of it, I always had my mind, in my mind said, I'm always going to be a DJ. I can always provide this service. I can always do this. But this was affecting others. Again, I had to take other people's feelings and thoughts into consideration. The bride and groom, the people involved, the people invested in these other gigs and, and uh, events. 
and again, not to sound like it's selfish, but it was like the acting part was just me. And it was just a yes or no, let's do this. Whereas everything else was so many other factors played in. So that feeling of rejection was, came back on me. The feeling of rejection was, I'm rejecting this notion of the global worldwide opportunity because it's not what I want. Wait, what? You just said it is what you want. No, it's not what I want because when it comes to affecting all of the things that I'm doing by design, DJing, acting, father, husband, you know, the, my role as a therapist, when it starts to affect those things, something's got to give. And my toe being broken was the sign that says, now is not the right time. Keep your feet on the ground, keep plugging away, and go in the direction you want to go in. <sighs> Why the deep sigh? Why the deep breath? Well, that part is called taking care of yourself. Because after sitting with that for a good period of time, I understand that part of rejection is just me rejecting the notion of too much too soon and a lot of weight to carry. Where it starts to affect others, family, friends, colleagues, coworkers, when it starts to affect others, for me, I'm not ready to cross that bridge. Now you're saying, well, what do you mean? You're, 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 you're going to take it easy and you're not going to uh, try as hard? No, 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 no. Let me correct you. Every actor, okay, I'm speaking to actors or anybody who's tried anything in this world where you have to uh, be presented with something and you have to audition or try for something. Ask yourself this. Do I even want this? Is this really, like, is this up my alley? Like, is this something I want to pursue? Or am I being pressured? Or am I be, being pushed? Am I being suggested in this, in this direction? And that's part of rejection. That's part of rejection because you have the power to reject as well. Because rejection can be a cycle. We try something. We get rejected. We don't try as hard. And then things get thrusted on us because we don't have that go-getter attitude. We don't have that go-getter mindset. It's just what's presented. Take what's given. That's what you get. But there are times when you have to make the decision to reject things that don't suit you. Reject things that don't serve you. And my toe-breaking was either, it was, I don't know, a freak accident at that, a dumb stroke of luck, but it was also the universe's way of telling me that you have to reject this. This is not for you. And I'm, I'm accepting that. I'm acknowledging it, I'm embracing it, and I'm really truly understanding that that was not for me. So here we are, present day. Rejected that global worldwide opportunity. Whether it was their decision or me being upfront about my toe and you know ultimately leading to them having to make that decision i don't know but knowing that everything worked out with the djing jobs and everything going forward is going smooth i decided for myself that i'm going to 
write my path. I'm going to choose my destination. I'm taking classes. Uh, I'm working in improv. I'm working on sketch work. Um, writing things that I feel might that tap into my creativity. And I've also said in the acting world that when it comes to these commercials or these opportunities, I'm only going to put myself out there for roles or opportunities that don't paint me in a negative stereotype or typecast me in a role that that doesn't serve me. There's plenty of actors and there's plenty of opportunities and there's plenty of roles that fit that. I don't want to play anything that's negative. I don't want to play anything that could be perceived as less than what type of person I want to be. I understand acting and playing a character and I get that. But we have enough of that out there. And I want to be something that's more authentic, more genuine. And whether or not that role is out there, I don't know. But that's where my writing and the things that I'm doing now come in. So rejection. I'm rejecting the notion of what an actor is supposed to be. I'm rejecting the notion of what a therapist is supposed to be. I'm rejecting the notion of what society tells me I have to be when it comes to those types of things. When the time is right and the time is ready, I'll creatively present them to you. Some of it could come through in the podcast, some of it through my social media, some of it with my kids, who knows. But I'm rejecting the notion of what is supposed to be. And I'm rejecting the notion of what I'm what I should do when it comes to the quote unquote actor or typical actor that's out there. Make sure you're doing things that you want to do. Make sure you're doing things that scream your passion. And sometimes, yeah, you have to do things that, eh, you know, you, you got to gain experience and you got to play the part, <laughs> as it's called. And that's fine. But when it comes to, the t- to, to that crossroads and when you have to put yourself in compromising positions, step back, ask yourself, is this really for me? Is this really what I want? So this episode, again, about rejection, it may have surprised you a little bit. I wanted to share the stories with you because that's where what I've been going through and where I'm at. And I want you to understand that rejection doesn't have to be a way of life. No is just next opportunity. Everybody is going to have an opinion or something to say about what it is you're doing or what it is you want to do. Make sure your audience is you first and foremost and you are building your self-esteem you are building your confidence to the point where when you're ready to present your ideas and your efforts to people that you're okay with whatever it is they have to say the backlash or the opinions or the feedback you are still 100% on board with what it is you want to do and if when you do present those things to people who have to make a decision for you and they either reject the notion or reject the idea, you are okay with building on it, growing from it, learning, adjusting, and coming out better from it. So rejection is definitely something, like I said, allow yourself to feel all the emotions that come with it. Take the time to be alone and process it. Make sure you take care of yourself, deep breathing, exercising, eating right. Build up that confidence to the point where you are comfortable and ready 
to present what it is you're, you want to put out there. And make sure you talk to people. If you don't have the answers, make sure you're surrounding yourself with the people that you feel you, you value what they have to offer. Again, not an opinion, but feedback, experience, wisdom, honesty. Finally, surround yourself with supportive people. Get yourself a team that roots for you even when you're not even ready to root for yourself. That's important. That's it for this episode of Behind the Mask with Marco. We've talked about rejection. I've shared some stories, which uh, (laughs) I was kind of uncomfortable with, but I feel good with it now. And I want to keep in mind that I appreciate those of you that have been patient with me along the way with the podcast. I promise to be more consistent with it. I promise to give you more topics that you've mentioned. I'm going to touch on, dive into some more things, a little more vulnerable, a little more honest. And again, I appreciate the feedback that you do give me, uh, messaging me, texting me, whatever the case may be. I'll see you soon, all right? Take care of yourself out there. Thanks for listening to Behind the Mask with Marco. Feel free to leave comments and feedback. And also, subscribe for future content.